Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. What's happening, guys? What's up? Craig was messaging me about something he's got to go back to work this week. I said, well, you, will Louise let you come and play with us in an hour? <laughs> <laughs> so he got permission to play. So he's here. Good to have you. I don't, I, I don't need my wife's permission for anything. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm the boss of this house, and she says that's all right for me to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you get, you're heading back to work. Are you? <sighs> yeah, I got a phone call. It's, it's been coming. It's been coming for the past eleven weeks. <laughs> it's just, it's just she never is prepared for it until it actually happens. Um, but when I seen the, I seen the guy's name come up on my phone, I was like, oh no! I just had that that feeling of like the blood rushing all at your body and just thinking, oh, what's going on? And that's it. So I'm I'm kind of dealing with a bit of fear at the moment because I'm I'm having to go out of my comfort zone again by actually going back to work. When I wake up in the morning at the moment, I know exactly what's going to happen, and that's nothing. All that's going to happen is the things that I'm planning, the things that I can control. Whereas now. Come Saturday, I just know it's just going to be back to back to relying on everybody else's everybody else's doings for for me to do my job. Um, I had a conversation with the regional manager and just says like this is this is where I'm I'm happy to come back, but you know these are the stipulations. We've had to come and go with some of them, but it's just I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm just annoyed or if I'm it is fear. It's, it's definitely fear. There's, there's there's an element of fear there, so that's. That's where I'm today. What? what are you afraid of? Um, what am I afraid of? I am afraid of... If you look at the financial repercussions straight away, I'm coming off furlough, which is an average an average salary. An average... Um, 80% of my salary is getting paid by the government. The rest of it is getting topped up by the company. Plus, they give me an average commission. If I'm out and I'm not earning that commission, then financially, it's going to have a... It's, it's going to have a slight impact on me financially. Uh, I think I'm just getting lazy and complacent because of the fact that I'm earning money for sitting at the house doing nothing. Now we're getting down to it. Why should I? Why should I have to go back to work when there's the rest of the guys at the company that haven't been called back yet are earning earning more? Why for, should I? Why am should I jealous? That's I am. Yeah. Why? Why me? Why? Why don't they know who I am? I'm me and my right. Yeah. I, hold on, somebody's knocking on my door. I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just need to surrender to it. I just need to accept that it's going to happen at some point, and if it's not me, it'd be somebody else. So it's just that's just. I, I, it's, it sounds like a complaint, but it's the only thing I've had to complain about for eleven weeks. So I'm going to try and milk it for as long as I can. <laughs> Are you enjoying this uh, pil- Pillars of Zen? Well, do you know what? It's a tough book. It's, a, it's it's tough reading or tough listening. I've been out and about, and um, I was meditating with it on the other day, and I fell asleep, and I was like, "Wow, that works wonders." <laughs> but I'm just I'm, I'm about five hours into it, and it's really good. Once you get past the introductory stuff, once you kind of get into what's actually going on with it, I'm kind of getting into the rhythm of of the basis of what's going on to it. It's just the usual. I'm, I'm just that impatient. I expect to, I expect to switch something on. I know it's a fourteen-hour book, and I'm expecting enlightenment within the first ten minutes. And it's just not happened. So, I told Craig not to listen to Three Pillars of Zen. He immediately downloaded it and started listening. <laughs> that's, that's the way to do that. <laughs> have you have you listened to that one, Zach? No, I haven't. That's that's exactly how I get my kids to do the stuff that I need them to do. Do not do this. Whatever you do, don't do it. It's a enlightening book. I I enjoyed it. Um, I'm still processing it. It's like that. Um, I'm fixing to go back and listen to that Mickey Singer his books again. Um, Surrender experiment. And what's the other one? Um, Untethered soul. Untethered soul. Yeah. Yeah. The untethered soul is starting to make more sense because the meditation for me is seems to be uniting me with everyone, but yet separating 
me from my body and thoughts. Is that what you, have you experienced that, Zach? Like, you, you, think, you don't think of your body as you anymore. You start thinking of your, you the one observing your body instead. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. It's hard to put a finger on these, these days, everything seems a little bit surreal, you know, it, yeah. it feels like who knows, who knows what's happening. Because Mickey Singer first talked about that. He was the first person I heard mention that, you know, and I was like, mm. really, I'm not this body or I'm not these thoughts but yet I'm connected to everyone else. So my connection changed. I thought my thoughts were me and this body was me and I'm finding out I'm the one observing these, but yet I'm connected to all of y'all. The, the one that's observing in y'all is connected to me. We're all one big body, that body I'm part of, not this body. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like, there's a, you know, like, like in Christianity, they talk a lot about like, you've got a soul and, you know, the soul's going to heaven or wherever it's going, um, you know, and uh, the, the, they do a lot of separating you from your body. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, you have a spirit, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body was the way it was explained to me. Yeah, there's this, there's this eternal thing, and that's the only thing that really matters, you know? And it, it is interesting that you sort of come back around. I don't, I, I don't know which one's right. I really don't. This, this is stuff that, like, I run in circles in my head, like, all the time, you know, like, does your body matter? Does it count? Does it not count? You know, like when you meditate, they're talking, you're specifically like you tune into your body, you know, you're paying attention to your breath, things like that. So I don't know. But, but you, you pay attention to your breath so that you can separate yourself from your thoughts. Yeah. Right? That you observe your thoughts is the way I interpret it. That's been my experience and whether, I don't know if that will change later, but. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just, but, but you're in a, in a sense, you are connecting to your body. I mean, what your body does matters to some extent. It's like a key, like you're, you're yeah. focusing on your breath so that you don't get, don't run away with your thoughts is what seems to work for me. It's so that my thoughts don't take me away. Uh, and, and just a couple of times I was meditating this morning and there's been just a couple of times that I've been able to sit and meditate through that noise and it's like all those thoughts became like background music they didn't take me anywhere and I was it was like I really was um, the one observing that's only happened a few times in four years and it happened and it's been a while since that's happened um, that it's really been that noticeable that I've been able to sit there for like and lose time. You know, my bell go off. I said, why is that bell going off? And look, and I've been sitting there 30 minutes and I think it's five. You know, and it that does not happen often, but uh, when it does, it's just, it's incredible. Um, I don't know. I think that I want to, I want to re-listen to Mickey Singer's stuff because he talked a lot about that. And then I've been questioning who, who I am, you know, who is talking right now? <laughs> who is wanting to drink this cup of coffee? Who is, you know, who is this that's driving down the road? You know, all of that from that Pillars of Zen, talking about some of the Cohen's. Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's good stuff. So when, so Zach, when are you, uh, Heading back to work. I know you're working weekends now, right? A couple yeah. of days over the weekend. Is that yeah, that's it, really. Just one day no, a week. No, no changing in the foreseeable future that you know of? I mean, not right now. It probably will change, I don't know, maybe next month. Yeah, I just but. got approved for unemployment. So just got my taxes done from last year, and they approved me for 36 weeks. So. 
as long as I'm not making money, my wife will be happy now that I'm not making money. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. There's a lot of people that are making more money not working than they are working. Yeah, they're going to pay me a substantial sum. And uh, I said, okay. I said, I'll have to pay it. We're going to end up paying all this back somehow. So I might as well if, if I'm, you know, if I can legitimately draw. Yeah, it's crazy. Like they uh, they give you money and then they tax you on the money they just gave you. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to keep up with. Yeah, I was surprised, but it's what it is. So, and I had some bills due, and I'm going to get some money in to pay the bills that are due. So, okay, you know, so I'll I'll take it. Just go with the flow. Yeah. Where are we? We're on the 53rd chapter. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Should be good right. since, y'all, since y'all have already mastered this one. Oh, yes. Oh, for sure. Yes. Not likely. Strain from the path is the... It's what I see as a good, as a title. You want to read them all or just one or two or what? Oh, did you work any on our, uh, what was our saying that we were saying? I put it in my, I ended up, I kept forgetting it. Thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. I saw that on a Facebook thing and I think in transitions one time, somebody had it on a, I said, I wonder if they heard that on the, the podcast and then did it. Cause I'd never seen it on a, on a post before it was our quote. Um, oh, I don't know. Thanks well, for look, everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. To be fair, it wasn't really ours. We just read it out of a book. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I didn't, of course, Zach, we didn't, we don't come up with any of this. I had a sponsee the other day. Listen to this one. I had a sponsee the other day. I told him to pray for people, even though he didn't mean it, go ahead and pray for him anyway. Yeah. And I met with him the next week and he said, I thought you came up with that. And I read it in the book. I said, I don't come up with anything. <laughs> yeah. So you think I'm that smart and I'm here talking to you? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I said, no, I don't come up with anything. Everything you hear me say, I heard somewhere else. Do not give me credit for anything. Even if I did come up with it, don't give me credit for it. <laughs> I don't need that kind of, uh, acknowledgement by no means you want to read the first one i'll read the second one i was going to look in jonathan star and see if he had anything good i don't know if i've even marked up the 52nd in it sure wait 52nd i thought no 53rd i'm sorry 53rd all right Uh, let's see if if i have even just a little sense i will walk on the main road and my only fear will be of straying from it. Keeping to the main road is easy, but people love to be sidetracked. When the court is arrayed in splendor, the fields are full of weeds and the granaries are bare. Some wear gorgeous clothes, carry sharp swords, and indulge themselves with food and drink. They have more possessions than they can use. They are robber barons. This is certainly not the way of Dow. You want to read the next one, Craig? Sorry, is it the Stephen Mitchell one? Yeah. Yeah, so the great way is easy, yet people prefer the side paths. Be aware when things are out of balance. Stay centered within the Dow. When rich speculators prosper, while farmers lose their land, when government officials spend money on weapons instead of cures, when the upper class is extravagant and irresponsible, while the poor have nowhere to turn, all this is robbery and chaos. It is not in keeping with the doubt. If I understood only one thing, I would want to use it to follow the Tao. My only fear would be one of pride. The Tao goes in the level places but people prefer to take the shortcuts. If too much time spent cleaning the house, the land will become neglected and full of weeds and the granaries will soon become empty 
because there's no one out working the fields. To wear fancy clothes and ornaments, to have your fill of food and drink, and to waste all your money buying possessions is called the crime of excess. Oh, how these things go against the way of the Tao. Zach, you want to read the last one? Sure, this one. If I had any sense, I'd be trying to get right with Tao. And the only thing I'd worry about would be messing up. It's not that hard to get right with Tao, but people are easily distracted. When the king's palace is full of treasure, Lao Tzu said, ordinary people's fields are smothered with weeds and the food supplies run out. Today, you see sharply dressed people carrying flashy weapons and living the high life. They own more than they could ever use, let alone need. They're nothing but gangsters and crooks. That's not what Dow's about. So what is Dow about? Yeah, that's a good question. It doesn't really, this is more of a, it, it's, this is a, this is one of the first ones that seems mostly like this is just not Dow. You know, we're not saying what it is. We're just saying what it's not. Yeah, yeah. The uh, in fact the the first translation there the the very end that there says this is certainly not the way of Dow. I mean that's that's more definitive than most of these verses get. Yeah, yeah. Everything is seems to be and should be and might be and and maybe yeah if i understood only one thing i would want to use it to follow the Tao. my only fear would be one of pride i thought about water with this next part the Tao goes in the level places but people prefer to take the shortcuts so it finds its own level I had a note of pursuing humility, the fear of pride. If you want to go from a biblical perspective, that pride was uh, Lucifer's weakness. It's interesting that's the only <laughs> defect mentioned there, isn't it? It's pride. Sorry. I, I had to get up for a second. Uh, the my kids know I'm in here, and so it is, uh, it's like a magnet when they know somebody's in a room that, that, that they're not supposed to be in but for even five minutes. It's just, it's irresistible. We're, we're just talking about that uh, my only fear would be one of pride and that the Tao goes in level places, the third, the first stands in the third translation. Mm -hmm. People prefer to take the shortcuts talking about how pursuing humility is like water and uh, the fear of pride and that Lucifer's, the fall was, according to the Bible, the fall was about uh, pride. It was, a, it was pride that was the problem. Yeah. And that that's what it mentions here is just pride, that, uh, that he had one fear, it would be one of pride fear of a defect coming out, not fear of something bad happening or something we would think of as a fear. I'm never afraid of being prideful. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm not even, I'm not even in that scope yet, I guess. Too much time is spent cleaning the house. The land will become neglected and full of weeds. Is they, is they telling us to stop cleaning our house? Maybe he's telling us not to avoid. When it's time to go to work, don't avoid it. Right, Craig? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, that's, that's really solved my problems. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that spoke to me, too. I've, I've got this project I've been working on for a couple of years, and I've just drugged my feet and done other things. But it's time to get that going, too. I thought about that, that it's time for me to put forth some effort. You know, Wu Wei is, you know, effortless efforts, not no effort. It's still effort. It's just learning how to do that without the pride and the ego, you know.
Uh, I'm seeing a bit of sloth in this as well, just for you talking about pride. Just with t- people talk, love to get sidetracked rather than focus on what's actually to get done. Let's go and do something that I want to do. It's kind of like I'm putting off this, right? Yeah, it's, it's putting off. It's putting off today's work. I can. I can it's, um, we always get told, "Don't put off something that you can do today." Whereas if you if you're easily sidetracked, I think just I'm I'm probably the world's worst for doing it. Eleven weeks ago, I said I was going to paint the house. I've done one room because I find something else to do. I find something I don't know what it was I found to do, but it's kept me going for eleven weeks. <laughs> I've been it practicing Wu Wei. I've been practicing Wu Wei for eleven weeks now. <laughs> Consistent action over a long period of time avoids shortcuts and excess. Wayne Dyer says that that uh, to fear fancy clothes, to wear fancy clothes and ornaments, to have your fill of food and drink, and to waste all your money buying possessions at the expense of others. That's talking about doing all those things. The crime of excess is when you do that at the expense of others. How do you know when it's at the expense of others? Well, if we don't know that we're all connected, we're not going to be aware of it. It goes back to that connection that we're, you know, that when I hurt you, I'm hurting me. When I love you, I'm loving me. You know, I think it's what I I see in that. Or at least that's what I wrote down the last time I looked at this. I don't know, buddy. You know, like the other week, we usually don't talk about politics. <laughs> and uh, but... <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to talk about politics. I'm really I'm really not. But it's it's hard not to hear some, you know, like when he at the end of these verses, when he talks about they have more possessions than they can use. Uh, and the last one is like not only do they have more than they need, they have more than they could ever even use if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and um, I mean, that's, I mean, that's some, some of that stuff is built kind of communist ideology. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying anybody should be a communist. I'm not like pro-communist, anti-communist. I, I don't have a position really. <laughs> that I know of, but I mean, that is kind of the premise of some of that stuff. Well, this is the thing too, Zach. The change starts within us, right? Taking from someone else because they have too much, because I think they have too much, I don't think works. I think we have to each find God, find the Tao, whatever name we put on this thing, find our own source of love that's within us, ever how you want to say it. And that changes us to where we start being generous. We start giving, we start thinking of others. You can't legislate morality, real morality. You can't legislate God or legislate a path of love. You can't do that. Just like you can't legislate a path of surrender or a path of emptiness. It can't be uh, administered from without to with to within. It comes from within to out, you know? Sure. Yeah. So I think this just starts with us and it has to work its way out, you know? And then when, you know, we can be generous, we can do, we can give, you know? Well, I agree with that, but who's he talking to here? Well, that's the thing. So you can take all of these. He's not talking to himself. Well, but this is the thing, though, Zach. You can take this and look at it a couple of different ways. You could look at it from a government perspective, or you could look at it from a self-governing perspective, you know, and how we behave and do ourselves. You know, granted, there needs to be guidelines and things, I think, on a government level. But you you could take this and depending on who you talk to, um, it would mean different things. Like you can talk to a conservative and they would say, yeah, what this is saying is all the Democrats (laughs) take and give to everyone and, you know, blah, 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 blah. 
and look at how they live and they're not the ones hurting and they prey on, you know, you could go all that. And then the Democrats would say, yes, we need to help and provide and serve, you know, so it goes, and then you've got the libertarians who, you know, who would take a whole different slant on that. So it's, uh, um, it's got to start with us, I think. Yeah, well, certain. I I certainly wouldn't disagree. I just it feels to, just the, the tone of the verse, the overall tone feels kind of weird to me. Because, again, like we were talking about earlier, you know, uh, the, my like Christian background is full of like you know, this is sin and this is right and this is wrong. And, you know, there's a lot of labels on things uh, that may or may not need labels on them. And one of the things, you know, with uh, one of the things with this, uh, the Tao that's, you know, impressed me so much when I first started seeing it was how, like, you know, these labels are not doing me any favors. They're not, they're not helping me. And, um, and so it's just, it it feels a little, it's almost like this, this verse feels a little out of place. You know, it's like, why is it so, why is it, why is it coming down so hard on things that are not the doubt? Why is it? Why is it so labely? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, this is Steve. Do you read Stephen Mitchell on this? No, I, I, I've got the it. Great way is this is his comment. I had to look again to make sure it's the right verse because I. Uh, the great way is easy. Zen master uh, Sing San said, "You know, I butchered his name." <laughs> the great way is not difficult if you don't cling to good or good and bad. Just let go of your preferences, and everything will be perfectly clear. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, is this letting go of preferences? Is this would that be a good uh, let go of your labeling? I mean, I don't know if that's what it's saying, but it couldn't hurt. Letting go of preferences. Hmm. Well, letting go of preferences that could be. Um giving up less of your materialism. So not going for, if you're not going for the most expensive thing. I was thinking about buying a new car and I'm thinking, how much do I want to spend on it? What, what, do, I, what do I really need the car for? Do I want to go and buy a brand new BMW just so I can look good? Or do I buy something that's, that's going to be practical, something that's going to serve the needs of the family, something that's going to serve you know, the needs of my business? Hey, Craig, I got a friend that bought a Maserati. I mean, he bought it used. He didn't pay but 50 grand for it. So it's not like he went out and spent, you know, like tons of money on a car. A lot of people spend $50,000 on a car. So it's not like he spent an unreasonable amount of money. But he sold it almost immediately because everybody started behaving different when they saw him in the car. I mean, they all, everybody started, you know, just acting differently around him. And he was like, I don't like this. He's in recovery. He's a successful businessman. I mean, he had the money to spend on it. He could drive it if he wanted to, but he just didn't like the way other people behaved around him because of it, you know? So I thought that was interesting. Same kind of thing, you know, same kind of thing. Uh, he, he, but I'm glad he saw it, you know, and he, but, uh, yeah, you know, who, why, why am I doing what I'm doing? Why, why am I making this choice? You know? It's done with intentions. You know, who's, who's it to serve? Is it to serve me or is it to serve my family? If I, if, if I had my choice, I know what I would go for. If money wasn't the issue, I'd go for the, I'd go for the 100, 150 mile an hour car, even though you can only drive 40, that's right, 70 mile an hour. So it's it's not really serving its it's not really serving its full purpose. I know the answer is is something sensible, something that's going to serve everybody. So I think looking at looking at your material gains and prioritizing your spiritual gains 
you know, he didn't say it was something wrong with being rich. It was just the fact that they were uh, spending all their money on the wrong things. I kind of got that kind of got a sense of inequality. We're rich people cutting about in the finest of clothes, and they said at the expense of others is the real idea. I think behind that. Mm-hmm. That's 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 when it becomes, that's when it comes at the expense of others is when it's is when it's when the wealth shared unequally. Well, we're always going to have the haves and have-nots. I mean, it's just facts of life. I, I think the real for me, it's that what's my um, my attitude toward others, whether at the moment I have money or whether I don't. I've never had excessive amounts of money, but I've had a good bit of money in the bank at times, and other times I've had none. And being a business guy comes and goes, you know. So now I realize real quick, I mean, I'm sitting there with a hundred grand in the bank. I really feel no different than other than being worried about paying for something when I had nothing in the bank. It really did not make any difference. Uh when I started realizing that, I realized that. You know, it's not in the money or in showing off or any of those things, you know. I don't know. It's uh, There's a lot of different lessons here. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, to, I think you're right. I mean, I, I do think that it ideally should come from a um, a personal place, you know, like it, it should start with you know the individual asking themselves honestly do i need this or do i not need this um is it you know like like they're saying you know do we have you know people not only do they have more than they could uh more than they need they have more then they could actually use if they wanted to. You know what I mean? And, and I, I, I don't have a problem with people having a lot of stuff. I mean, but I mean, you do get to a point where it's like if, if you've got a house that, you know, it's like you and your wife live in there or something and you've got, you know, 10 bathrooms in your house and you don't have 10 friends. <laughs> Uh, that are going to come over and use the bathroom at the same time. Why do you have 10 bathrooms? Zach, I had a friend, and uh, and they said, what are you doing? Friend, of, It's a friend of a friend. And the guy called and says, what are you doing? He says, I thought I had 13 bathrooms, and I can only count 12. And I've been spending all afternoon trying to find the 13th. He was literally doing that. <laughs> and he couldn't find his 13th bathroom. He said, I know I have 13. <laughs> I mean... So I, yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to draw a line somewhere and say this much is too much and you know some other amount is not too much. But I, what's the solution though? What is the solution to that? It just says that's not the Dow. Yeah. So well, we and that's the that that's the other thing that 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 has my curiosity up about this verse is. Like why? Why is he saying this is not this is not right? Um, this is not the thing, you know. Uh, when he so often doesn't do that, you know. Maybe he just got a little pissy when he was writing this one and just said, you know, I'm just gonna say what it's not. You think he was jealous? Maybe he was trying to dig at somebody. Yeah, I think he's he was maybe. taking a dig. I don't know if he was jealous, but he. You know, he was pointing his finger. You know, he was he was preaching. If if you look at the times, if you look at the times it was written, I think there the, the could have been a lot of inequality at the times because there was a lot of wars going on. So you know, the the dynasties would be investing more money in in weapons. It mentions weapons a couple of times. It talks yeah. about the weapons buying weapons and the, the fields are being empty because they'll be taking all the all the farmers and all the people for troops. And they're using it rather than, rather than just having a weapon as a physical thing, like a sword or a bow and arrow. The weapon could be the person. So that they're taking all these, they're taking all these weapons. So the emperor or, or the, the king has all these has all these weapons 
which are the people. He's taking them away from the land, so the lands are getting filled with weeds. They're not getting worked properly. Well, you know, but but that I think that could just be a, a on the Mitchell For translation. Seven. The Great Way is easy, yet people prefer side paths. They prefer to get sidetracked, is the way one of the others said. Be aware when things are out of balance. Mm. Stay centered within the Tao. Then he goes on to explain what it means when you get out of balance, I think. So at first he's saying, okay, people, you, you will want to get sidetracked. Watch out for getting sidetracked. You know, watch out for straying. Make sure you're staying centered in the Tao, staying balanced. My Oh, Zach, a Christian deal with this. It's funny. My uh, Christian friends were, I hope I can start meeting with them again next month. But, well, minus one, because one died from COVID. But uh, talking about tithing. And I told them, I said, I said, you know, guys, tithing is Old Testament. That's from Malachi. I said, that's nothing we need to be doing. <laughs> they said, what do you mean? You know, God blesses us when we tithe. I said, well, I said, uh, what's the tithe? 10%? 10%, yeah. I said, isn't it all God's? And you just ask God how much you need to keep? They just shut up. They didn't want to hear that. Because <laughs> they wanted to give their 10% and keep the rest. You know, that was their line. You know, that was the line that they had was this 10%. So it was kind of interesting how their attitude changed when we were talking about giving more, you know? I said, isn't all gods? And I said, well... Yeah, maybe that's I, maybe that's the answer that Zach was looking for. When's, when's enough enough? You yeah, take what exactly. you need. You, yeah, you take what you need and leave the rest. It's, it's like yeah. recovery. You know, take what, take, take, what you need take what works and leave the rest. Take, yeah. take as much as you need and just leave what you don't. It's interesting, you know. I mean, it's good to tithe. Don't get me wrong. And I tithe always until this marriage. And my wife put a lockdown on the money I gave until I was making more money. She said, you need to stop giving so much. I said, what? She said, yeah, you need to stop giving till you're making more money. So we've got a negotiated amount. When I'm making that much money, I can start some of my giving again. She's cut me off. So, yeah, imagine that. But, you know, is what it is. But. That's kind of interesting how, you know, my wife cuts off my giving instead of, that's a change. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's this real, like, you know, if you're rich, you should be honestly asking yourself, what do I need? But I mean, that's true of anybody if you're rich or not rich. Mm-hmm. But the ver- it, it does outline a couple of groups, you know, it says, You've got rich, when you've got rich speculators, when rich speculators prosper while farmers lose their land, when government officials spend money on weapons instead of cures, when the upper class is extravagant and irresponsible while the poor have nowhere to turn. Uh, all this is robbery, chaos, not keeping with the Dow. But it talks, so you've got farmers and rich speculators and government officials. You know what I mean? And so who is this verse talking to? Is the verse talking to the rich people, the farmers, or the government officials? Talking to all of them. And it's yeah. also, I think it's also talking to us in our attitudes in our life, too, though. It could be, it could be a self-reflection as well, not just of these larger groups. You know, we could take this and say, okay, what, how am I getting sad? sidetracked in my personal pursuit of the Tao? Uh, Am I well balanced? How am I being extravagant when I should take others into consideration? Uh, Financially and, you know, spiritually and, uh, and how is, how is pride working in my life? You know, where, where am I seeing the pride? Uh, and that could be something non-money related, you know? I mean, it could be like you were talking about recovery, Craig. I mean, it's easy to when you have a little success in recovery even to show up and want people to talk about how great you are, you know? 
like my daughter said when she was little, she said, Daddy, I said, she said, you know what my favorite thing to do is? I said, what? She said, stand in line and listen to people behind me talk about how pretty I am. <laughs> I mean, it's that is this, Zach. Really, when you think about it, that's the same thing. It's the, uh, that pride that infiltrates our life and causes us to only think about ourselves in some form. All those are forms of pride, I think, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's, uh, aren't those all pride? I mean, if you've got the rich guy that's, uh, uh, wearing the fancy clothes and the ornaments and the food and the drink, uh, wasting their money on possessions. That's usually, that's probably something pride related. You got the government getting weapons instead of cures. That's, that's pride on that level. Um, I think this is maybe an explanation of, uh, of pride, just pride. Yeah. I mean, I think that that it, I mean, you, I think that's a fair definition of pride is, you know, when you ask yourself like, like if you if you're asking yourself, okay, here, do I need this? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then you know, pride would say, you know, whatever the thing is. I don't know what a good example is, but you know, pride is like I need this thing that I that I don't really need. And whereas you know, humility would be like honestly asking yourself the question, what is it that I need? Okay, here's a definition of pride. A feeling or deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements and uh, the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated or from qualities or possessions they are widely that are widely admired. Confidence and self-respect as expressed by members of a group typically, no, that doesn't. Yeah. Well, I'm starting I mean, to see I some elements. Go ahead. I'm, I'm starting to see some elements of greed in this as well. Just depending on who, depending on who it's who it's aimed at, or who it's who it's coming from. You know, do you really need to be parading around in those fancy clothes when there's people going without? Yeah, it's, it's pride. Pride is a state of holding oneself or another in high esteem. Yeah. I guess that's the the thing I'm getting hung up on here. I say hung up. I don't know if that's the right word. But the thing I'm curious about is, like, if you only talk about it in personal terms, if I only, you know, if this is, and I guess at the end of the day, that's the only way it can be, you know, is, you know, how am I going to apply this to myself? But, um, you know, I should be asking myself, do I need this or not? Um, why, why do I have the things that I have? Um, why does it matter? But it says in the Mitchell's translation up at the top, it says, be aware when things are out of balance. And I guess I'm wondering, is that balance, is it only on a personal level or does it like, should I also be aware of imbalance on a societal level? Oh, for sure, Zach, for sure. But I think that, um, I mean, I think that we need to vote in people who are, I don't say able, but because we get very, I think the people, I I think our political system is so skewed that, the best do not want to go through the process. <laughs> so, you know, what we choose, have to choose from is not the best to, to handle these things. So we just have to work with what we have and try to make the best decisions that would keep us in balance. And what, what the balance is, is a totally different idea for, you know, five of us could say this was what balance looks like. And there would be 10 different ideas there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because all of us have different ideas of what that is. But um, 
I, I think that we have to we have to vote in people who can do uh, and what we see in our conscience is what balance would be and and then work on our personal balance too. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. We always have to do that. I always vote that way, who I think is the best person for the job, you know, that we have to choose from. Yeah, that's the key is that you have to choose from. That we have to choose from. You know? you're, we're, in, at least in this country, I mean, you're, we're strictly limited to the lesser of two evils. It's the only person you ever get to vote for. These riots that are going on, I'm, I'm just amazed. You know, I can look at something and I see one thing and I hear someone talking about it. And I'm like, do they really think that's what this is? You know, I understand protesters and I understand things that need to change. Yes. But when you have rioters, you shut them down. You don't let people bust up stores. You don't let people do damage. You lock them up. That Those are not protesters. Those are rioters. They're different. And then having a governor say, oh, you can't answer violence with violence. I'm like, okay, so on a governmental level, you just let them riot? Because they're not protesting, they're rioting. That's different. You know, I, I just don't see how we can see the same thing, the same thing happening, and we all see something so different as to what it is. That just amazes me every time. Oh, man. Well, it doesn't, doesn't address that in one of the translations. It doesn't address it in quite a few of the translations. You can change the word when the rich have all the abundance, when the privileged have all the abundance. What remains must surely dwindle. Having, having more rights than the other person. This is when that this is when these things are going to start taking place. So I think that's when you look at a societal a societal standpoint. Yeah. Well, certainly people don't people don't riot because things are going well for them. Yeah. Well, really if you look at the people that are rioting, there a lot of them are anarchists that are just wanting to destroy the system, period. So it's not it's two groups. It's not the, they're a terrorist group that's doing the rioting. That is not the protesters. That's what I'm saying, you know? And so, I mean, I, that's what I interpret it as, and I could be totally wrong. I don't know. I have no power over that. I just look at it and shake my head. I'm like, my God, why are they letting this happen? You know? So I don't understand. I just, uh, that, that stuff I just have to put over in the, I don't know. You know, I, I just try not to, but I don't sit there and judge. Now, I used to, what I would have done was get mad and angry and call them names. You know, most of them are white coming in from the suburbs are doing it. It's not, it's not the protesters that were primarily black. It's, it's a big mix. And it's a lot of white people coming in that are riding on the coattails, have nothing to do with the protests at all. They're just there to cause mayhem. So it's not a white black thing. I'm just looking at that and I lock them up, shut them down, you know? And uh, I don't know. I, I'm glad I'm not in charge. <laughs> I mean, it'd be crazy. You know, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just uh, used to, I would call them names and get all upset and mad and angry and sit there and cuss at the TV all day. You know, I just, now I'm just like, I just shake my hands and say, Hmm. It's okay. You know, I just, don't have, I try not to have an opinion of it, you know, unless we're talking with this, but, uh, but that change doesn't start from a governmental level. It, I mean, I think we have to have the guidelines on a governmental level to keep up, keep it within a, you know, some kind of a scope, but the real change has to start from within and from within us. We're the only person we can surrender is us, you know, I don't know. This is crazy times, you know, it, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like we, we just keep thinking, you know, like, you know, we, we say this stuff like, you know, we get together and we have these meetings and we say this stuff like we're all connected and we're, you know, we're all ultimately the same and stuff like that. And then stuff like this starts happening with the rioting. And I'm, I'm asking like, 
am I, am I the same as these people, you know, like, is, is there a connection that I have? And if there is like, what is it? Do I do anything with it? I don't, I don't know. Well, that can keep you from judging. Yeah. And the part that you're connected to though, Zach, that's good because like we were talking about at the first, and man, I love it when we talk about something and it auto and it comes back to what we talked about in the beginning, and we could have never set it up to do that. Yeah, very the very first thing we were talking about was about us being the observer and what was observing. And I think that thing within us that is the spirit, if you for lack of a better term, the spirit soul body, the spirit part of that is what's connected. And we have all of the, all of us have all these other shrouds over that. You know, some of it is from our culture, different cultures. Some of it's from uh, our upbringing, from our religious views, from our political views, shroud over that drop of God that's within us. We want to talk about it that way. So yes, I think that drop of God is connected in each of us, but we each have so much shrouding that it's hiding it. that It's hard to see, you know, and those other things that we're doing is the illusion, the illusion that fear exists, the illusion that we're separate, you know, all those things are the part that we have difficulty looking past. But yeah, I think, I think we are, I think we're connected. You know, of course, in miracles talks a lot about that, that the rest of this that we see is an illusion based on our perceptions, not real. The thing that's real is the love of God that's within us. That's the real part. The rest of this is an illusion. And most of us live primarily in an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't disagree at all. I, it's just a, uh, Man, some of this stuff really hits hits hard for me because I it's stuff that I really don't have worked out. You know what I mean? And it's hard. Anything that I come across that I'm like, and I really don't have it worked out, <laughs> just automatically makes me uncomfortable. You know? It does, doesn't it? And uh, but that's the whole point. Zach is getting getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Well. Easier said than done. Oh, yeah, but that's the whole point, though, is to, to have that don't know mind. To to be, to you know, like my little sign up here says, I do not know. And that and my wife asked me, how long are you going to have that up? I said, honey, that sign will be up forever and hopefully <laughs> bigger. <laughs> because yeah. I don't know. And, and the labeling, if I can put put more things rather than the good and the bad, the you know, all the other labels I put on things, put in the I don't know box (laughs) or the no label box, whatever name you want to put up, whatever label you want to put on that box, uh, the better. Because the more I can say I don't know about, the more empty I am and the more opportunity I have to, uh, to really see something past the illusion. And we got deep. Yeah. 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 I just keep trying to work out like, where is this line between me and others, me and everybody else, you know? Um, My suggestion would be meditate on that. (laughs) Yeah. I was listening to Jeff Beck reading her book, uh, Everyday Zen. And we might have to, uh, we might have to do a study on that book. Um, she was talking about fear and the way that she got over fear was through meditation. I'm like, is there anything that meditation is not your solution to everything? The solutions meditation, everything. Yeah. Well, I think even in this verse, I mean, there, there's a good case for meditation. I mean, that's what, that's essentially the process when they're talking about, uh, you know, the having possessions and, you know, if having more than you need and stuff like that, that is meditation is asking yourself, honestly, do I need this or do I not need this? That is the process of meditation. That's, awareness. Yeah. It's, 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 you're bringing to awareness, 
you know, thoughts or feelings or emotions or whatever. It's bringing it, you know, bringing it to the top and then letting it go. Um, great so, ways easy. People prefer the side pass. Be aware when things are out of balance. The only way I can see that is by me stopping and and meditating. You know, it's be getting into the moment and being more aware. Yeah, and that that makes perfect sense. Like on a personal level, it's easy for me to see the world as like. Like I have to deal with my own self first and think of, and that does, that makes perfect sense to me. Like I got to deal with myself first, but why does Lao Tzu get to tell everybody that they're wrong? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm the same as Lao Tzu or anything like that. I don't know. But I mean, he got to do it. Yeah, he did. So why can't I, right? Yeah, by God. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it definitely starts with us. I mean, we do what we can on a governmental level, but we really can't change those things. We we do what we can. We vote. That's where the changes are is in our voting and uh, doing some things like some term limits for uh, some of our representatives that we don't have, um, some of those things that would help. But, uh, yeah, it's, there's a lot of letting go with this, a lot of acceptance. Well, that's staying centered, you know, getting into the center, staying centered and not getting off on the side pass, getting sidetracked with our pride. And usually that there's a pride behind the, the fact that we're getting sidetracked in some way. What's the pride before the fall? What is that saying? Um, uh, Pride comes before the fall. <laughs> yeah, but there's something uh, before that. Uh, oh, there's a whole saying. Oh, it's uh, Proverbs sixteen eighteen. Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before the fall. There's got to be a better translation of that, though. Let's see. Ah, here we go. Like a crap load of translations. I was going to say a shitload of translations, but I guess I shouldn't say that when we're talking about the Bible. <laughs> Uh, still haughty spirit. Uh, yeah, you know, there's just, here's the message. Ah, first pride, then the crash. The bigger the ego, the harder the fall. Yeah. Well, Joko Beck was talking in the same book about, uh, once we get the ego out of the way, the only thing that's left is compassion. Back to that again, exactly what this is saying, you know, is that if we're centered, then we're, we're going to be helping. We're going to be doing, you know, we're going to, you know, be helping the farmer. We're going to be doing our job. We're going to be, you know, all those things come out of compassion. I think they don't come out of a false, a false pride or ego in some way. They have to come from compassion. And for me, compassion comes from being centered and being in balance because imbalance is being compassionate for me. It's not just giving 10%. It's like, what do you need today? Man, that's a whole nother deal when you're able to say to God, say, okay, I'm available. Not, I need to do this and this so that you will bless me. (laughs) What do you need from me today? You know, that availability really, I think, is a whole point. I don't know. Good stuff, guys. That's good. You got anything, Craig? You good? No, I'm good. No, it's good discussion. Thanks for letting me join in. Appreciate that. Sure, man. Enjoy getting back to work this week. So I'll, I'll tell you. I'm working. I'll, I'll remind you a couple of times over the weekend I'm going back to work. In fact, I've got I've got a full hour with you on Friday. I know, I know. Yeah, that's uh, that's tough when you're having to go back to work and make less money working. It just is what it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, sitting thinking about it, I just need to do I just need to do the first three steps on it. I'm powerless over the fact that I need to go back to work. Is it really making my life unmanageable because of, it's coming to an end of my my, my eleven weeks in my garden? It's your ego that's making it unmanageable. 
it is. It is. Yeah. It's, why should I have to go back to work? Who are they to tell me I'm going back? Yeah, by God. I'm waiting on the phone. I'm, I'm actually waiting on a phone call from the First Minister of Scotland and just just, just to phone me up and say, right, Craig, you can go back to work now. I'll be like, thanks, Nick. We really need you, Craig. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, th- thanks, Ms. Sturgeon. Thank you very much. We I'll really go back need to work. a floor covering store to go out and measure. Yeah, and now I'm thinking to myself, who are you? you're just a regional manager. Who are you to tell me that I need to come back to work? In all fairness, at least the guy's phone being asked me. He said, look, he said, look this is where we are with the business. There's a demand for your role in your area. Can you can you help us? So I'm I'm gonna try and be compassionate. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna come from a place of love and think I'm being compassionate. Well, you know, sometimes we have to just do the action whether we want to or not. Whether we yeah. feel it or not, we just have to do it. So it's like, it's like praying for it's like praying for the person that you don't really want to pray for. You just have to do it even though you're you know even though it's it's empty words, even though it's empty actions of love or empty actions of what you feel you should be doing, even though you don't want to, you just do it. The other option is I go and get another job yeah. that I have to go that I have to go out and do it anyway. So <laughs> let's just cut the shit and just go back to work. <laughs> How about you, Zach? You good? Yeah. Yeah, man. You, found, you sound you sound dissatisfied with our conversation on this chapter. No, I'm not. I'm not at all. Uh, it's just you know, it just made me think about a bunch of stuff that uh, you know that it's it's not always comfortable to think about. You know. Yeah. 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 I mean, like you know, I would I would like it much better if I was in like a you know, Jeff Bezos position. And, uh, I was reading this like, you know, should I, should I give up a few billion dollars, you know, and then have a few billion dollars left, uh, to, to live on, you know, that's, that's not the position I'm in, you know? So it's like, uh, but, but it still leaves me asking, you know, like, you know, talking about, like cars and stuff, you know, I mean, it's just stuff we're dealing with, you know, having, you know, I got two kids and another kid coming, you know, what's the right kind of car for that situation? You know, like I'm, you know, do I need a, do I need a new minivan or do I need an old minivan? You know, uh, just, I don't know. But, you know, that's, that's part of that. That's some of those cares, though, that we tend to hold on to that we can. The third step says we made a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God. Uh, does it say that? Our will and our life over to God's care. So those cares for those things, I think we can turn over to and just trust we make the right decisions now. Um, and I don't think it's the fact that if we had more, we should do more. Is that we all have a place in this body and we just, do what our place is. His place is one place. Our place is another. My place is one place. Yours is another. Craig's is another. We're all different cells in this body. And we all have different functions. You know, I think the whole yeah. point is just being available in those mo- more moments of the day. And if I've got a decision like that to make, I surrender that decision and look for the right answer to be seen without any push or force on my part. If I'm fighting, then I need to do something different. Either I need to change or I'm doing something I shouldn't do. Um, you know, I fussed about my accountant for years. And I told my wife this week, I said, you know, I said, I think I'm going to get a different account. She said, well, it's about time. You've been fussing. He said, he's not the only accountant in the world. You know, you fuss every time about everything about him. So why don't you just go to somebody different? And I thought, you know, I've been being pushed in that direction for years. I should have done this already. So the decision is not like I've got to get pissed off and leave. It's like, okay, I'm pushed in that direction. Oh, I need to find a different accountant. Okay, I'm available now. I'll be looking. And when somebody pops up, okay, you know, that's a whole other way of making decisions than what I used to make. I used to, you know, fight, 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 fuss, 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 and in a huff, make a decision, you know. Now it's like, okay, well, 
yeah, I, I don't want to fight no more with him. I see the things that I should have made this decision a long time ago. And I can make that decision where I'm going to be looking for a car soon. Same kind of thing, you know. Hmm, what should I do? Okay, well, maybe this, maybe that. I don't think there's going to be a good or bad decision, Zach. Whether you get a new minivan or a used one, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, you know, my, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot fewer options than I than I make the problem out to be. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, you know, the, that's the, what I'm saying. The bank account puts some pretty hard limits on these decisions. Yeah, so you've got your parameter. Okay, so I'm gonna make it. This is what I'm being presented with. So this is what I do. You know. So that's kind of my looking at this. We just go where we're being pushed, wherever that is. Right now, I'm being pushed to the grocery store. So I'm going to have to go. Anything else, guys? Y'all good? Thanks for a good conversation today. Thank you. All right. Later. Take care. She said. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery. 